This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor David Gammon. Super excited to be on this episode of Morning Breath with you. And if this is your first time checking out the podcast or the radio program or however you're listening to this, what we do is we read a chapter of the Bible the night before, and then the, we go to bed, we sleep. We get up the next day. We go to our Merritt Island location. we got a little recording studio in here. We read the chapter again on the air, and we talk about what God breathes. We yeah. normally do this in the morning, and years ago, decades ago, we thought it would be really fun, really different to call it morning breath. And it's just the Spirit of God, Spirit, which also can be translated as breathe, breath. So that's what we do. I'm super excited to be here. Usually it's myself and Pastor Dan, but today I'm going to be hosting, and I get to be here with one of my, one of my good buddies, one of the guys I get to carry the cross with. I get to do life with, super excited. I got to golf with for the first time, and that was probably one of my favorite golfing sessions ever. You did amazing. And it was a good time. So, Pastor Damian Booz, how you doing, buddy? Morning, Pastor David. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. He runs our kids' church and does a phenomenal job, a phenomenal job. My children love to go to church. When we take vacations— our kids are like, we're still going to church, right? Like, you ain't taking, yeah, you ain't taking cool. that away from us. So, man, thank you for tell us, a, tell everybody a little bit that might not know about uh, what you do and the what kids we got church. going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, we have this uh, orange curriculum they call it. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, these kids actually get to be like part of the Bible story. They build wells. They get an idea like, oh my gosh, I got to pull water up with this thing. Um, and we even have an app that the families are using now to stay connected with their kids. So they learn in class. They bring it home. They got questions they can ask their children. The children ask the parents. It, it's amazing because it empowers a family as a family, mm. just how God ordained it. Um, we're getting ready to launch some live worship with Come the on. kids. Yeah, first through sixth grade. It's going to be just totally amazing. And the worship, now it's not from our senior elite staff. You know, Pastor Chris's team's amazing. We're, we're, we're getting our young kids so they can play worship. Come on. And so now these little kids can see, wow, man, I can do that one day, or God's filled me with a, a guitar or drums, whatever the case may be. Um, so that's truly amazing. They really, really enjoy the live worship. Um, the other cool thing is with this new Orange curriculum, um, we get to do props that are off the chain. We have a live, uh, how would you say, movable iPhone, as big as I oh, wow. in our kids' church. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, uh, it doesn't work. Uh, and there's no <laughs> monthly bill, thank goodness. But uh, it's just amazing. The kids are just overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you know, when they walk in. So, yeah, we really got a great staff that helps us put that together, our maintenance team. But um, it's like no other. You walk into our kids' lobby and it just, bam, it hits you. I get jealous. Sometimes I want to go to kids' church. I want to be like, I want to be in. I want to go to that service today. Yeah, I'm one of the pastors. Of <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, God is is full of life. It's fun. Well, dude, we got a we got some other cool stuff going on here at East Coast yep. on Saturday. The uh, on Saturday, this Saturday coming up, actually from nine a.m. Yep. till twelve thirty p.m., we have a free event. It's a healing seminar, so biblical healing. It's going to be a biblical based healing seminar. Yep. This Saturday from nine a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. It's going to be at our Merritt Island location, what we call the Parkway Campus. It's on Courtney Parkway in Merritt mm. Island. So come and check it out. That's nine a.m. to twelve thirty p.m. It's going to be a great, great event. Pastor Kevin Radlin's going to be spearheading that, and it's yeah. going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And um, I tell you what, too, if you're like, man, I want to find out more about 
the chapters you guys do at Morning Breath, stuff you're doing at East Coast. I want to get plugged in more. How do I do it? Well, a great way is to go to our website, eccc.us, and that's e3cs.us. But the best way is really, since we all kind of do have cell phones or or whatever, mobile Mm -hmm. devices, go to your app store, download the East Coast app. That'll get you the weekend experience. That'll get you episodes of Morning Breath. That'll get you everything East Coast that's going on. And really, we say East Coast, but everything what the, the... Kingdom of Heaven is stirring up and, and the people here, um, and we, we just love it. We want you to do it. If you need more episodes of Morning Breath and you don't have a, a mm-hmm. mobile device, just call the church, 321-452-1060, extension yeah. zero, and they will 100% fit your need of, of how you can receive uh, the itineraries of, of what we're doing. But we have a Luke 17 today. Yeah, it's a great chapter full of a bunch of stuff. Wow. Totally. Um, so you're reading which translation? Uh, I have the New King James. Okay, I'm doing New King James as awesome. well. I like that. 37, and we'll split it at uh, verse 20, and then we'll talk about it. So, yeah. Pastor Damien, I say to you, read, sir. Chapter 17, verse 1. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him, though, whom they do come. It would be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourselves. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and seven times in a day returns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And which of you, having a servant plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I've eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he that the servant... I'm sorry, does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise, you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are an unprofitable servant. We have done what our duty to do. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of the Samaria and then Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there they met him, ten men, who were lepers who stood afar. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were they not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Now when he, had, now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Then he said to the disciples, 
The day will come when you will desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you will not see it. And they will say to you, look here or look there. Do not go after them or follow them. For as the light that flashes out of one part underneath heaven shines to the other parts under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. The flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was also in the days of Lot, they ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on the housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down and take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life will preserve it. Tell you, I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed. The one will be taken. There will be two men. My eye went out there for a second. Mm. I tell you that in the night there will be two men. In one bed, one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. The one will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in the field. The one will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? He said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Amen. Man, what a what a big chapter. What a what a profound chapter here. He's definitely speaking about about what's coming up, about the the yeah. the, the spiritual state and future of humanity. A lot of times, the rapture is referenced in this as yeah. we talk about end times. We talk about the Book of Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, the Book of Revelation of Jesus Christ and the Second Coming of Jesus Christ ties in uh, a lot to this Luke seventeen chapter. Damon, when you were reading this, what what jumped out to you? Um, actually, I'm just going to hit at the end of the chapter here. I I, I never saw this before um, until recently that Jesus is. He's covering every aspect. The, the picture we see about uh, the two men in one bed, one gone, the two women grinding together, uh, the two men in the field, what he's showing us is that no matter where we're at, this side of the world, across country, everyone's going to be equal. That that time's going to come. What are we going to be doing? You know, where are we at? What's happening in our lives? And it's a pretty picture of that not to worry about what's going on elsewhere, that we need to figure out what's going on in our lives, and we need to be ready. Come on. Because it's showing that not everyone's going to go. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't want to be, I'm not going to be that one that's the guy that's still here. Um, and that's a beautiful picture of that. And so I like the way he answered that. And then he says, wherever the body is, there the eagles will be gathered together, which brings it all together. And uh, that's just a great picture. Dude, for me, I I don't believe Jesus just kind of like speaks on the whim. I believe mm. that he's very calculated when he speaks. He's very intentional. Yeah. And he picked two characters in Scripture to reference here. He said, just like Noah, and then he says, just like Lot. But two mm. drastically the same and different mm-hmm. time periods of Scripture. Yeah. Um, 
both found in the early parts of Genesis. And one is a righteous man and a total work. The other is an unrighteous man and a total work once again. And I believe he's saying to us, this work that I'm going to do is going to be total. It's going to be just like the flood. It's going to get everybody. It's going to be just like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to get everything. All right. Don't, Don't bank on this being selective. But instead... I believe he used Noah to say, hey, I don't know if there was a more faithful man in Scripture than Noah who built an ark because it was going to rain and the man had never seen rain before. Yeah. Well, it was more than a day. I mean, years. (laughs) Years. Years Mm -hmm. until that ark was built. And then there's Lot. I mean, you can't be more living in the world, knowing mm, of God, exactly. uh, man, getting saved off grandma's grace kind yep. of kind of guy. If it wasn't for Abraham going, if there's not 50 or 40 or 30 righteous left in the city, don't destroy it. I mean, like, literally, he's saying he used both these examples to kind of give a heart cry out to wherever you're out spiritually. And I just want to say just from the bottom of my heart right now. If you're faithful, don't give up on being faithful. If Amen. you're more in that Noah yeah. class, man, keep going because God's going to show back up. You're going to yeah. see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And not just that, but there's a bigger, more total work that you're a part of. But also, if you're listening to this right now and you are more feel more like a lot where like there's a lot of like you're half in the world or half in the church or maybe mm-hmm. 90% living for yourself and 10% wanting to live for God, man, he's crying out to you. He's yeah. calling out to you too saying, hey, listen, nobody's going to be spared from this. I want you guys to make the change, make the change now. Yeah, you know? so, but I like it in Lot as a perfect example that you always have a chance to know the Father. I, I, it's funny, I call it uh, fleeing faith, and it, it really isn't, but it is. He's running for his life. Don't look back. His wife looks back, poof. Now, he had a choice, but that's twice now that God's given him the consequence of his actions, and so he finally, I believe, grasped it and moved forward, and wherever you're at today, don't give up. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. God is saying, listen, I'm right there. Keep coming to me. We don't have to be like the Noah and wait 100-plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, we can get God right now. We can leave our circumstances. Um, Lot had a flee because he was so wrapped up in, you know how we say, let's not be in the world but of the world. Mm-hmm. Lot was in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but God's always given us that chance to get out. He's always given us a way out. He will always give us what we need to do to, and I hate to use the word escape, but sometimes we have to. Sometimes we feel we're at the, the pit of, quote, of our hell. Um, there's always a way out, and it's by God's hand. He'll reach down to us, pull us out, and we'll be on our merry way. And Noah was the opposite of, he was actually the example that people were looking at. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's this guy doing? Well, God says, oh, you, ah, sure he did. It's, we battle that with church stuff. You talk about Jesus. Oh, who's your Jesus? I got some of our sixth graders that share God in school, and Come it's on. amazing. But they share how the backlash is. Some people don't even listen to them. Some people make fun of them. But I give them credit for standing in their faith. Come on. And to and that's what Noah had to do day after day, year after year. Like you said, no rain. Nobody's, what is rain? Mm-hmm. I mean, now he's battling something that they don't even know exists. And it was just crazy how that all come together. It really is. And, you know, when we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, everybody listening here, we will still have our memories. Mm. We will still, the way your heart is, is the way your heart is going to be when it enters Amen. heaven. And when you see Jesus face to face, there's one thing I don't want to go to heaven with, and that's bitterness and unforgiveness. Mm. 
And that's why I think that he says what he says when, he, when the, the topic of unforgiveness, yeah. right before it talks about, hey, one man will be in the field, the other man will be gone. Yeah. One man will be here, the other person will be there. He's like, hey, listen, you guys need to iron out your heart sets and what you do while you're here and I'm not, I have not come back yet. I haven't yeah. taken you guys yet because you don't want – he's telling us flat out. He's like, listen – Bitterness, unforgiveness, jealousy, mm. stuff like that, it's not of the kingdom of heaven. That's no. actually foreign to how we were created. That's why some of us have such a hard time dealing with that emotion. Nobody ever comes into my office and says, Pastor, I need your help. I just struggle so much with joy. Yeah. I struggle <laughs> with joy. I do, Amen. Pastor. Yeah. I don't have, you know, like I, you know, I just have so much joy. I don't know what to do mm-hmm. with it. It's like no one, no one says that to me. Yeah. Like, but they're like, wow. Pastor, I got jealousy, I got anger, I got bitterness. Yeah. And the the thing is, is people don't believe in zombies. I believe in zombies. But Uh-oh. people don't believe in zombies. I believe there you in go. zombies. Zombies yeah. are true. And zombies are all those dead things that are still walking around your life that have gone and left because mm, in 1988 they they did a work and they killed something, but they're still walking around in your heart. Yeah. They're still they're still chasing you, they're still haunting you, and they're still looking to devour you. Mm. And the people have moved on already. That time of life, that season of life has moved on already, but you still got dead stuff, man. I think you need to get rid of those zombies and and look how Jesus says, because the justice side. So he kind of crushes justice here. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really, but he kind of in a lot of people's minds when he says you need to forgive him seven times 70 then. Yeah. It's like, well, where's the justice in that? Right. And it's like nobody's saying to forgive somebody, you have to acquit somebody. Sure. You know, I have forgiven plenty of people, but also removed them from my life. Yeah. Well, it picks up to at the beginning where it talks about um, take heed to yourselves. This is verse three. If your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. We get caught up on rebuke. All that is is correction. That's sharing with somebody to identify, hey, um, that offended me. You may have not realized what you said. I don't I don't want to offend you, Pastor David. But if I do, I hope you could come to me and say, hey, uh, man, that tone of voice just, it got to me today. I'm not sure if you knew, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm having problems at home, yada, yada. This is to keep our spirits clean and get us ready for that time, that we're not harboring anything. And I love the example because you're a fisherman, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found something that says, um, it's like taking the bait, but not setting the hook. There is a difference. Just because you put a, a bait That's on so a true. hook and you leave it in the water, that still doesn't guarantee you a fish. And when I read that and he says, um, woe to him, through him they do come. And there's a big difference. I don't want to be the hook setter. Sometimes I can't control a bait that's there, but I can control if I set the hook. Mm. I don't want to be the hook setter and cause someone demise. I, I remember um, back in the military before I was saved, I, I played a lot of cards for money. And I remember egging on these married guys because I was single, went through a, a bad divorce, but um, I would always, well, I say not on purpose, but I guess it was. I was always trying to make them feel bad. You know, oh, how come you can't play tonight? Oh, mm-hmm. you letting your wife run your blah, blah, blah. And, and I never realized that how bad I probably made them feel, how much I kind of like just diminished their, their marriage life. Mm-hmm. And, and yet they still came to play. And when I read that scripture, I always go back, and, and I kid you not, I bring to my mind those men, and I say, hey, I apologize. Mm. I do a quick little repent because I never got that until I understood what this was. Man, that's and so it's good. crushing. Dude, I tell you right now, if you're sitting here and you're like, hey, 
I, I'm going to release some people in my heart. I want to highly encourage you to do what, what's being said right now, what Damien's saying right now. Just start releasing people. Say, you know, yeah. I release you of what you did to me. Some people Amen. are going to be harder than others. And the next step or another step, I even would go as far as to go to your spouse, go to your children, mm. go to close friends, coworkers, especially if you feel like there's some tension, and be yeah. brave enough. This is real bravery. And say, yeah. hey, listen, hey, if I've done anything to offend you, I'm sorry. Lead with the I'm sorry. Don't hear the reason and then validate whether or not you're going to apologize. So many people go into these conversations with no no looking to justify, to to have to defend yourself. Because Mm -hmm. I know this, that when when a lion wakes up in the morning, nobody has to tell it it's a lion. Yeah. And Amen. you need to have the confidence that you are a child of God. And when you walk this earth, that your father's proud. If you ever walk up to somebody and be like, hey, listen, man, did I do something? Is it did, like, I don't want to be so arrogant to feel like I'm above, you know, anything. So if I did something to offend you, yeah. will you just forgive me? Like, if you want to let me know what it is, great. Because I'd like to work on that. Yeah, and if they good. tell you it and you're like, wow, that person's an idiot. Mm-hmm. You're about to go 100 steps backwards if you say that. Yeah. Don't just like I said. Okay, cool. That's how they interpret stuff. Yeah, that's how they interpret life. That's how they filter through life. I work with a lot of young adults, and there's certain young adults that if I mean I could praise them nine out of ten times, but that one time if I critique uh, them wrong, they might flip good. out. But yeah. that's all they heard. That was all they heard was the critique. Yeah. So then I have to understand that. That's, well, that's kind of how they interpret life, and I gotta I want to help them with that. And yeah, yeah, it might lead to truthful conversations down the road where I say, hey, listen, you work for me. I don't work for you. I'm not gonna candy coat everything. Or yeah. hey, listen, you're my disciple. I'm not gonna candy coat everything. You yeah. need to grow in this area. Amen. But I will never be bigger than an apology. Yeah, that's good. We have to be able to carry that because it it affects us as well. And if we're not willing to share with someone. Just think of all that weight we have to carry in ourselves and that we lug around. And then, unfortunately, then we react to something else that maybe hasn't the same value. And now that's imploded. Now we have to deal with that when really it all started with back here we could have solved easily. Um, and it's hard because sometimes we don't see it right away. But I, I truly believe that we, we can tell. And it, when it talks about the mustard seed, to me that brings it around that it's not so much the, the size of the, of the mustard seed, it's the quality. This is what God is saying here. Come on. Um, you, if you have little faith, you're going to get little responses. Mm-hmm. But have great faith, even in a little uh, situation. And you're going to see what God can do. That's mm-hmm. what he's saying, that the size of a mustard seed, as long as you have great faith in that, you're going to see mountains moved. And so don't belittle your faith. Stand firm on what faith you have and let it grow. So wherever you're at today, move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Come on. I could. I, I am totally with you on that, especially like, for instance, where you're at in your faith, stand on that. It's super mm. important. He has a moment here in the chapter where 10 lepers come to him, wow. you know, and it's a great point of thankfulness. Yeah. All right. One comes back to thank him. Often God does something in our lives and we never take the time to slow down and actually say, thank you, God. Mm. Thank you, God. I have four healthy children. Amen. Thank you, God. I have Beautiful an amazing wife. Too, yeah. Thank you so much. Like, thank you, God. And, um, but I, I just want to say this because we have the healing seminar coming up and we'll take a break here in a second. But, you know, he says, go and see the priest. Mm. And, and that's equivalent to saying God can heal you, but you can still go see a doctor. A doctor is not the enemy of your faith. Amen. Okay? He said that because only a priest could declare someone with leprosy clean. Yep. 
So he wasn't like a walk back into town and put your family and, and friends in a, a compromisable situation. He says, no, go to the proper channel. So I want to encourage you guys to say, if you're believing for healing, go to that healing class. But also yeah. understand that doctors are not your enemy. There are good men and women that are doctors Amen. that love the Lord. Yeah. And guess what? They're going to verify the goodness of God and the healing in your body when the breakthrough comes. Well, I tell you what, um, we're going to take a break here and we'll be back in just a moment. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Hey everyone, this is Chris Johnson, and I wanted to share some exciting news with our Morning Breath family. My friend, Mike Green, and I had the honor of writing and producing our first EP called Moments Matter. Mike, a local business owner and Morning Breath supporter, along with myself, have been a part of East Coast Christian Center and Morning Breath together for almost two decades. And so we wanted to let you in on a preview of the music and to let you know that Moments Matter, our first single from the EP, is out now. You can buy, stream, or share it now on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere music is sold, or check out willingheartmusic.com. We pray these songs will inspire you to make the most of every moment God gives you. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor David here. I'm here with Pastor Damien. And we were talking um, on the break about something that's really cool about when we we just read, if you're jumping in now, we just read Luke 17. And we talked about a a portion of it where 10 men got healed of leprosy. And then one of them came back to say thank you. And that's so powerful. There's 
just a message just in that of returning yeah. to God, being thankful. But also he would say to those 10 men, he would tell them to go to, to the priest and get cleared and be healed. And when he did that, it's, it's, it was very intentional because the priest would clear them to say that they were healed. Yeah. And Jesus was being so calculated that there's a power in your testimony. Amen. There's a power in it that you can run around and say whatever you want, but when the doctors, when the judge, when the the other person, when the official person comes out and says, "Hey, this is what it is. Yeah. They're clean. They're not guilty. You're free. They're free. Yeah. They're that there's a power in that testimony. The demoniac was another one, the Gadarean, who would actually look at him. And 20 other times in scripture, someone would say, mm. Jesus would say, Follow me. But this man says, Can I follow you? And Jesus says, No, go to Decapolis, to the ten cities, and tell of what I've done. Yeah. All right. Because there's a power in a testimony. There is a power in your testimony. Do not be afraid to share it. Do not be afraid to talk about him. And that is Jesus. Well, I'll tell you what, that's our time for today. Love to have you on the show, Pastor Damien. Thanks, Pastor David. See you guys. See you. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.